You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, she. So we're going to talk about food, she. Seems like a good idea. Uh, Matt Steadman. Hello. Very good afternoon to you. Hello, Cameron. How are you? Welcome back to the confines of our little container here in East Brunswick. Oh, back to the bosom of the, uh, yes. the, the community studio. How was the Food and Wine Festival? You got up to the Ara Valley okay? It was all good, I assume. Yeah, sure did. It's been busy. Been busy time. I bet. Yes. It's just all coming to an end. Was it Flemington yesterday? Right. For grape grazing, which was a lot of fun. Yes. And yeah, oh bloody hell! Uh, farmer wants a knife. Fwack, fwack, yes. fwack, fwack went off. The acronym. I, I it you. did. Yeah, it did. Uh, Mad Stone. God, he, he cooks really well. And there's worse places to hang out. And you of course of uh, Oak Ridge Estate, the uh, big modern edifice there in the Yellow Valley. Amazing looking building. Yeah, with the Baton Rouge. Uh, yes, it is a Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, big yeah. old red thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah this red thing on top of the building mm. where they've uh, some architect worked out that's where we can put all the the plant and the equipment. And you were saying you're going to crack open a Chardonnay tonight to go with your roast chicken. Yeah, the roast chicken because John's in Spiders, which we'll yes, see. Yes. He was uh, waving all these beautiful grapes around. He was. So um, Matt helped me out in purchasing a chicken. Yes, we went chicken shopping together, didn't we? We did. Right, you're coming home with me. I'm going to cook you up. Yes. It's going to be rather nice. Um, yes, so welcome, listeners, on this. We were talking, Matt, as we were driving in together. A grey. Gloomy. Nondescript. Nothing. Happily, though. Yes, happily, right. the humidity has died down. Jeez, oh, yeah. it's been sticky yeah. and awful. Yeah. I don't like it. So Praise bit, Jesus moment. A bit better today, which is nice. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, what have we got to talk about today? Uh, let's preview what's coming up on the show. Uh, you, of course, were looking after things and uh, making sure that Ben Shuri came to our listeners in a, this is in a true. right way. Ben Shuri, of course, yes. uh, chef of Attica, uh, our most regaled uh, restaurant. If you put lauded, if you put trucks into those sorts of lists, if you put trucks on yes. a award given by a water company. Water. From afar. Yes. But suffice to say, Attica is a very, very nice But a lot do. They do. And, um, yeah, we had a good chat to Ben, and yes. we went on a whole bunch of different things, and I just thought, oh, look, we did talk for a while, and mm-hmm. um, there's some interesting things that Ben Shuri has to say about uh, staff meals. Yes. Um, about being on Netflix. Right. Yes, of course he is. He's on that, um, he's part of the documentary series. Chef's Table. Yes. Um, that, that was one of the highest docu- uh, um, uh, ratinged doco made on Netflix. Apparently. Really? Oh, well, there you go. Have you watched it yet? I haven't. Oh, no, I haven't watched the. Didn't ben I give Shuri you that one. as homework? You did. I've got my finger pointing at you. I've watched one of the other using ones. Finger. I Sorry, the I'll put Shuri that away. Maybe I'll take, I'll, I'll put that homework to the top of the list. And cooked as well. You need to watch that. You've got a day off tomorrow. <laughs> so you're filling it up rapidly. I am. You're doing nothing. Well, you've, you've, Write me a list of well, Netflix. <laughs> it's a good excuse to drink. I mean, you can yeah. drink while you watch it. Yeah, oh, excellent. Good. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, there we go. Prescription. I'll write it out for you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> you and Nicole must drink while watching these things. But sure. if you haven't, folks out there, if you haven't watched these, um, they are awesome. And it's on the Australian Netflix store, so you can still watch them. It's not like you're not being geo-blocked. Oh, how but, did you know? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, what do we got? Uh, today's show. Yes. Yeah, so we're looking, we're going to do a final bit of Ben, uh, talking about a few things for about 15 minutes or so. Yes. We then, um, Matt joins me at market to uh, look over tomatoes and grapes together. Yes. Which we did. We did. 
We then went and got a chook, but we've already spoken of this. Um, <laughs> we got so a anyway. as well. We, we did well. We oh, got, yeah, we did. We got like bags of stuff at the market today. And we haven't even got stuck into the... We've got the... the we got Escargo. You got, oh, you got the yeah, no, You never get away with this. It's all good. It's like a little picnic here in, in, <laughs> in East Brunswick. Uh, which is kind of good, uh, because we're going to feed some people too, because, um, um, you know, I went to Farmer Wants a Knife. Yes. Well, Fwack. Fwack. Yes. Uh, Farmer Wants a Wilco. Fwawa. Um, Alan and Lizette, the snaves from, uh, Warrialda. Um. Actually, so back up here. So, who from where? Alan and Lizette Snave. Yes. Warrialda. Warrialda. Warrialda Beef. Um, who've um, made it their thing to have belted Galloway cows. Right. And steer. <laughs> you know, they're the, the other ones, the yes. other sex. Yes, this is true. Uh, and uh, apparently Wilco. Who is, of course, Matt Wilkinson of Pope Joan Restaurant, amongst others. Thank you, Matt. Yes. I uh, wants to learn, you know, we talk about the plate. He's got that covered. Yes. We can probably say he after does. these years. He's written the book. Bang. Yes. Got it. No worries. It's the paddock bit that is a bit uh, mystifying for him. He wants to know more. Yes. And so he's become the apprentice. Really? Yeah. Right. So they send him up the top of the hill to so the fences. So he, he shovels all the droppings around and what sort of stuff. I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. So yeah. we're going to find out how that goes. And they're coming in. And there's also an event called an asado, which... Uh, they are very, very excited about talking about. Yes. Which means there'll be lots of great food um, on a farm. Sounds good. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully they make it because they're stuck in traffic. And it's only about uh, 50 minutes from Melbourne. But anyway, that, yeah. that's sort of the idea of the show. Yes. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Hey, yeah, you that. were going to mention uh, a recipe that you cooked this week. Ah, oh, from the book that I still need to get from you. And we did a very poor job mentioning this last week, so we're going to do a better job this week. Oh, I thought we did. Oh, okay. Anyway, the book, because you were saying this is the book that you probably cooked more out of. You've added to your repertoire. Well, i got a lot of books at home. That you do. Over the I've years. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of books, and a lot of them are sort of dust gatherers. And, so the book and then talk, there's one that's dog-eared and it's got stains all over it yes. and you open it up to certain, it falls open to certain pages. Yes. Uh, I think the pork and eggplant dish, uh, which I think I've probably done about 15 times. Now. I own that recipe now. Yes. You know, that's the thing about recipes. You know, you do them once, yeah. you read the recipe, you sort of going mm. through the dark and bumping into the walls mm. a bit. And then after a while you go, oh, no, I know where the light switch is and you're sort of moving through the darkness <laughs> easier. And then after a while you can just do it in your sleep. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Um, and this book we refer to is Adam Liao. 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 Adam Liao. Yeah. That guy from SBS. Yeah, that guy. That. Yeah. that guy. Um, and it's called Hot Pod. Big Pod. Big Pod. Big Pod. Thanks, Matt. Good thing you are here. Yeah. Keeping me on the straight and narrow. Um, and um, there was a recipe that I actually got, and I didn't actually have the recipe, but then mm. I Googled the recipe to find the recipe. Because I have your book. You have the book, which I, <laughs> I, I cursed you at, oh, at this stage. We're just still at my place. I was supposed to bring it in. I sh- shook my fist in yeah. the general direction that you sort of live um, uh, west from me, so yes. I was shaking in the west. Um, kimchi fried rice. So it ticks a lot of boxes. Right. Really easy to make, really, yes. really quick. Yes. Kimchi is fermented, yes. which we need more of that for our gut flora. Where do you get your kimchi from? The store. <laughs> the kimchi, kimchi, kimchi yara. Min fat, actually. Is okay. the, that's the proper answer. Yes. So min fat, you get a big tub of it uh, for about 320 And that's Victoria Street, Richmond? Oh, you can uh, or the, the, or sure. the Victoria Market. Uh-huh. 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 In the fridge. A good Asian grocer will have your kimchi. That's right. Yes. That's right. And um, it's uh, it's crazy. It's sort of like you, you have to have rice that you've cooked the, a while before, mm. cool it down, mm. 
but you cook the kimchi and you saute it in butter. So then, ooh, yes, that's there you go. weird. Yeah, no, yeah, fermented in butter. Wow. Okay. So cooked off till it's crispy. Then you pretty much just add some um, uh, Korean chili paste to it. Yeah. If you haven't got that, don't worry. A bit of sriracha will do. Yeah. You know. Hell, you could probably put a bit of bloody white crow in it. Won't taste the same, <laughs> but you know you can adapt. You know, yes. be like a yes, US yes. Marine, adapt, overcome. Yes. Um, and then you just add the uh, the rice to it, mm-hmm. and then you put a fried egg on top. Mm-hmm. It's a great meal. I'm like, I can imagine having this. You know, twelve at night, you've come yeah. home after whatever you've been whatever doing. You've been doing. <laughs> no judgment. No, there's anything wrong with that. Um, or just you know, feed friends. It's such a good meal. Yeah. Kimchi fried rice. Kimchi Look it up. Fried, rice. fried egg on top. Oh. Big pot by Adam Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Um, now, before we move on to yes. Ben, because just time marches. Did we thank the scientists? We didn't. Uh, David, Doctor David, David Suzuki. Is he a doctor? I'm assuming I'm sure he is. He is. Professor, yeah. President David Suzuki was on. What an yes. amazing man. Should be the ruler of the world. Yes. We'd be in a better place. You Shall may. we move on? Let's move on. Thank you. Um, I have um, um, news really? from 1894. That's not really news. Actually, that's history. Yes. That's it's looking back. Yes. News is sort of look present, looking Normally. forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's, got it's got the new word new in it. I've got this. Okay, yeah. I, I think I've got my handle on this one. Uh, but I'd like to say that in 1894 mm. that uh, Coca-Cola... He's been in the news a little bit because <laughs> yes. of what they've been doing in regard to it's not us. It's just you're not exercising enough. Look at us just schadenfreude away here. Anyway, Coca-Cola was first bottled by Joseph A. Biddenham of Vicksburg, Mississippi. Right. Before that, it was only mixed to order at the soda fountain. <laughs> Mrs. Stedman, can I get you Y'all want a Coca-Cola? Yeah, right. With some extra powder in it? <laughs> <clears throat> not that just... Not that they do that anymore. No. no, no. But then just to move it on, so eighteen ninety four was first bottled okay, first bottling of Coca Cola. Yes. Big day. Yes. In eighteen ninety four. Nineteen twenty nine, Asa Griggs Candler died. And in eighteen seven eighteen eighty seven, mm-hmm. Asa Candler, a wholesale druggist, purchased yes. the formula for Coca Cola from John S. Pemberton. Right. Another Atlanta pharmacist. <laughs> I know you well, Mr. Pemberton. Uh, for $2,300. Which it, sorry, what year was that? 1870s, as you said. 1880s. Yeah, and that would have been a fair that amount of would have bucks been in those days. A lot of cash. Yeah, but you want to hear a lot of cash? Go. Okay, so he, he bought it yes. from, uh, from John S. Pemberton for $2,300. He sold the company in 1919. Yes. $25 million. Whoa. $25 million in 1919. That's a lot of money right now, let alone. That's a lot of money. Twelve thirteen yeah. here on three triple RFM. How's your afternoon doing? So glad you could join us on the radio. I don't know where you are. No. What are you doing? Yeah, you on the road? Yeah, you taking Drive it safe. easy? Yeah, you opening a bottle of champagne? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Long weekend. A lot of people have got to long weekend. Off. Just let's just come on. Let's just get stuck in. Let's do it. Twelve thirteen. <laughs> well, um, we did speak to Ben Shuri. Um, uh, uh, Actually, you know, we're good. We'll talk about that just after we pay some mortgage. We'll come back and introduce him. That's Matt's driving the bus. Oh, that's like what's it. going on. Some valuable messages there from the community to you here on this community radio station, broadcasting from glorious yet somewhat drab East Brunswick here on this day. And that's all right, because yeah. tomorrow's a holiday, we can just take it easy and just go, ah, Golden Plains is on. It is. Be people having fun there. You know, um, you can't take it easy. Is Ben Sherry, because he's a very, very busy person, mm. and... Uh, 
But uh, one of the things we did want to ask about him was um, about staff meals. But, you know, what did you eat? So I posed the question thus. So you're on your day off, Ben. Um, what do you eat when you... Like, I, I love favorite the fact... place, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, tell me. All right. Favourite place. Um, there's a place in Geelong that nobody really would have heard of. Um, it was reviewed by, by Jemima um, in The Age recently, but it's my favourite place. I'd heard that there was a new Yumshire restaurant in Geelong. And I'm trying to long. Really. Yeah, so I thought, oh, I've got to go there. And I wanted to remember what it was. It was my daughter's birthday, and I Googled it. And because I couldn't remember, I just Googled Yum Charge Along, and it came up. But that wasn't the only thing that came up. This other, and I never read, like, online reviews or blog posts or any of that stuff about, about myself. You can't. You just get, you know, it just tears you up too much. Yes. And so yes. I, don't put, I don't put any, because anybody can write anything about you, you know, and that's fine. It's a free world, but I don't go there. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, there was like a good for a little, a little thing came up uh, on one of the sites like Urban Spoon or TripAdvisor or something, and it said, um, it it said it was talking about this person was talking about this Chinese restaurant in Geelong called Wai Bo, W W A I B O, two words, mm. and they were saying, thank goodness we no longer have to go to Melbourne for proper dim sum and proper awesome Chinese cooking yeah. I'm thinking, that sort of struck a chord and I yeah. think wow that's, that's weird that's big that's, I've never heard that before in Geelong and yeah. and um, and so I ended up going to the Yum Chart place that had just opened and it was fine but it wasn't memorable And but I never forgot about this other place which, I, which I'd read this Wai Bo so, <laughs> so about three or four weeks later I went there with my daughter Ella who loves Chinese food and we went in there and it's just it's it's a very it's a very modest place, yeah. um, and the prices are exceptionally modest. But you just go in there and open the door for you, and I was you know I was like whoa you know, and you go in there, it's nice, it's not fancy, it's not you know glamorous or anything like that. Mm. And, and I just sat down and ordered the menu sounded great, and I ordered all the stuff, and it was just fantastic. Like it was just so fantastic, and I was so so happy. <laughs> I couldn't believe how happy I was. Yeah. And it was some of the best Chinese cooking, Cantonese, Hong Kong cooking that I'd eaten in in Australia, I thought, at its lunch. And I thought, you know, really interesting. And then I could see the chef at the back, and he was wearing like a white chef jacket and a tall toque, like a French. Oh, really? Yeah, very well Old dressed. School. And the place was immaculate. The staff were really nice, and it was really, really good value. This is kind of crazy. It had, that's, why, that's why it had free-range chicken on the menu, and that was a little bit... Yeah, it was a bit different as well, yeah, and right. um, and um, and so anyway, I I went back again, and it was just as good a quality, and and I asked about the about the chef, and um, he didn't speak English, so he sort of translated through his son, who was also running the floor, um, and I was just wing the same as, and uh, I was just really moved by how good it was, mm. and like simple, not you know. Just really delicious and not, you know, easy to get food, Chinese food like that in Geelong. And so like, recently I took my whole team there after we'd, we had a, we had a surprise staff party where I took them surfing. They thought they were doing a breakfast function on Tuesday. <laughs> but instead I closed the restaurant and um, hired a bus and drove the 30 of them to Ocean Grove where they did a two-hour two hour surf lesson with a surf school. And uh, and then afterwards on the way home, we stopped in at Waibo, the Chinese restaurant, and had a big banquet, and it was really, really, really nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's really interesting. And the, the thing about the restaurant as well is it's owned by the chef, and um, and that really, that was a big difference. 
Yeah. Ticks the box. So, what about actually cooking yourself at home? Do you? Do you? Yeah, I do. What, I cook. I mean, what, what have you been? I'll, what have you been cooking lately? Um, well, my most recent thing that I cooked was uh, yesterday. I made. You know, I got up a bit earlier and steamed rice and made made hand roll sushi for for the kids um, mm-hmm. for their school lunches. They really love that. And yeah. um, and I also made enough um, to take. Uh, I have to drive my son to Melbourne for tra- basketball training, and when you're on the road. You know, for sort of that's a three and a half to four hour round trip. Um, when you're on the road, there's not there's not a lot of good options. So you know, yeah. you've basically got all the big fast food joints. And yeah. so I packed, I made extra sushi and packed that and put an ice pack and and we ate that in the car on the way home because it's quite you know he's young and he's, we can't stop somewhere for dinner. It's you get to bed too late. So that was the most recent thing I cooked. But I cook simply simple things. I mean, I, it's funny because the other on the weekend I think I made tacos with corn tortillas which I made from scratch um, for the for the for the girls because that's what they wanted to eat my two little my two little girls but then the next day they asked for um, tacos again but they asked them for them with um, with crispy tortillas ah, which we which we brought which is kind of funny we want the proper they, ones no they like uh, both of them but so we had we had tacos twice in two days I mean I just I like simple things at home you know like like everybody likes you know we're not cooking food you know that like we cook here and we, we are cooking food like we cook here in the sense that we are still using the same ingredients and paying the same attention to detail but it's very like you know laid back i love spaghetti bolognese i love lasagna we'd eat lasagna oh. once every fortnight you know? lasagna i always I, I never forgotten the time when you just blew my mind when you said christmas what do you do for christmas you went cam i really like doing lasagna lasagna is beautiful man mm. and it is that's just what i grew up with you know? yeah 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 it is. Lasagna is one of those perfect meals that once it's ready, it's um, one of those things you just throw in the oven and it's a thing. Yeah, and it's outrageously you... delicious and it's pretty yeah. It's pretty hard to, to do a truly bad version. Yeah, yeah, you've it's got to be really... It's possible, but you've really got to be you've got to work no out. idea and reckless. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, I really like I really like simple things. You know, we make fried rice. We It's always quick stuff because the kids are so busy, you know, like mm. the kids are both all playing basketball and... Running, jumping, um, not standing Running, still. jumping, or it's music, or it's, you know, like, it's, kids are so much busier now than when when I was a kid. Mm. Meals have to be made within, you know, one and a half hours, or within 30 minutes, or, you know, like, yeah. it's always, yeah. Hey, look, I know that you're very busy, and you've been so generous in speaking to me, and I thank you for that, but there's just a couple of things I wanted to just give an impression for people. Can you give, me, give us an idea of, um, it is now, what is it, 20 past 12... In the life of Attica, this glorious restaurant that sure. has done so well around the world, what are we up to? What what part of the so, day is this for everyone? So some of the guys in the kitchen. Well, I'll give you a rundown of what's happening in the kitchen and what's, what's happening in the front of the house. But the kitchen is the kitchen is still harvesting. Yes. Um, and soon, so there's so there's while we were harvesting gardening, there's been a team of people doing mise en place or prep. Um, and and but the bulk of people are coming back from the garden now, and they are. Um, and they're going to um, clean and wash all of the greens that we picked and all the herbs and the leaves and the flowers and then start portioning them. That's going to take about two hours once they get back. The rest of us will be, we'll all be focusing on the tonight's preparations. Thursday's quite a hard day because we are weeding and planting and there's extra maintenance in the garden and on top of that we need to come back and still do the food for tonight. So that's sort of what's happening in the kitchen. 
Somebody will be cooking a staff meal too for the 30 of us. It happens every day. Each day it's a different person. It's very, very serious and very um, prestigious. It's a great honour. Thing to be doing and it's taken very seriously if you muck it up. You know, like you really find out about it because it's, it's super disappointing for everybody. So, so <laughs> it's quite a lot And of there pressure. will be 29 people letting you know pretty quickly. Yeah, it's just like, you know, ugh, you're flatline if you get a bad meal, you know. Um, and it's really hard to do. Like, it's so important because we need that nutritious, delicious food to make us feel good for service, to get ourselves up for the guests. So it's super important. It can't be underestimated, the importance of it. It's, 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 been... it's, no, it's no less important than any of the meals that we cook for for the guests. It's the same importance, if not more important. Because it fuels the chefs that are it putting does. the stuff on the plate. Has there been any star me- staff meals lately? Yeah, there's, there was a fantastic uh, meal um, cooked by... Um, Stephen, one of my um, my pastry and my chef from the pastry section at the moment, and he um, he cooked he cooked uh, kind of like a mapo tofu dish, and then um, sort of seared um, broccoli, steamed rice, and he did a Chinese omelet, like an egg foo yong, which is funny because I'd been working on an egg foo yong the day before for this Mission Chinese collaboration dinner that we're doing soon, yeah. and. So that was super delicious. I was really, really happy with that. Um, we also did, um, uh, I think he also did sort of braised chicken wings as well. And that was, so that was really good. Oh, what do you braise it in, just out of curiosity? Uh, sort of like a, 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 a stock rendalant with chilies and aromatics and soy. It was really delicious. I did ask him what he put in it, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. chicken wing? Yeah, I don't, I don't love chicken wings, but he, yeah. but it, it was very, very good. Yeah. yeah, they're fatty and there's lots of bone to give lots of flavour and uh, yeah, they're good. So staff meals, so that's, super that's, important. So that's what's happening in the front of house, uh, yeah. in, the, in the in the kitchen and in the front of house now. Jess is setting up. She's on a day shift and yeah, you can, you've been, probably been hearing the sounds of setting up as we've been doing this. So. Yep. So Jess Jess is here, um, one of our um, assistant sommeliers, and she's been she's been setting up all of the tables. So all of the yeah. ironing, the tablecloths, putting the jumpy desert weaver baskets on the tables, um, doing the laundry. And uh, our other two, our, our head sommelier, Mateer, has arrived, as has um, Eva, our other assistant sommelier, and they're uh, stocking the fridges for the wine and and, uh, and checking in um, all of the new deliveries for wine for today and mm. making adjustments to the wine list. So that's what they're working on. Uh, Kylie Stadden, our office manager, is in the office, and it was. She saw her as we came past, being yep. away in front of a screen. Yeah, she's one of the hardest working people here at Attica, and uh, and she's in the office, um, and she's looking after all the reservations right now because uh, we had a release a release day yesterday for uh, June, I think it is oh, month of June. So she's super busy with that. But on top of that, we're also we're also working on this um, this, this dinner in, in a couple of Sundays' time. So it's never stopping is it no no it never does always looking forward as we said through that uh, the front of the the car window rather than looking back um one thing before i do let you go is i just have to commend um you and uh, also the producers the netflix documentary uh cook's table yeah chef's table yes. uh, chef's table sorry what did you think of that? Were you happy with the, the result? Oh, was it was it a nightmare? Because it, it's hard it's hard work shooting a documentary like that. They were with me for over f- about fifteen days. Um, oh. Great bunch of guys, all from Hollywood. Yeah. Um, very nice people. Uh, it's always hard to watch yourself on the screen, in my mm. opinion. Like I kind of cringe when I see myself, and um, it was a very emotional view of the restaurant. You know, it, it's uh, there is a 
when you you know, when you make a documentary, you can only put in so much, and you probably have to go one way with the story. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was good, but I thought that you know that there wasn't a lot of humour in it, and there's a lot of humour in the restaurant. There's a lot of Tony love. Tan was pretty funny. Tony Tan was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I've, I've only sort of I haven't really watched the whole thing. I've oh, watched really? I've, no because I don't really want to. I don't want to see it. No, and it was pretty full on making it. Um, but it, it's a bit like a book, you know. Like if you've ever written a book, you don't really want to read it, you know. Um, I've, I've watched it in parts at different times of the edit, you know. There is no Kardashian blood flowing through you, it seems, Ben, because <laughs> there is a certain part of the society that is so narcissistic that they would, but you don't. No, I'm just not, you know, into that, you know. It's just, um, look, you, you, know, you have to keep a pretty level head. It's, um, <laughs> it's surprisingly... It's actually had a surprisingly large influence on things, um, you know, and... I was saying to somebody the other day, it's not as possible to remain autonomous, you know, um, mm. when you're just out, you know, and that's something that I think is maybe due to that Netflix documentary. It was the most successful documentary series on Netflix. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The most popular and the most watched. And well, it's true. It was really well done. Yeah. I it, mean... It, it just means that, you know, like, I went go the other day. Oh, it was funny because I was... I went to pick up a fridge from a depot, like from a from a um, truck depot in um, in um, Altona, and yeah. last place I would expect to meet somebody who'd heard of you know my work, and yeah, yeah there I was, you know, can I have a photograph with you? And it's just a funny, you know, like that's happening more, and that's a it's a really like um, you know you always want to be you know like accommodating to people and really polite but at the same time it's really bemusing because i'm like well, what do you want to photo with me for well, you know me, yeah i'm just a cook man I, you I know? just want to get the fridge yeah i just want to get the fridge but i just want to you know I, I i'm just a person that's really enthusiastic about cooking mm. uh, and running a restaurant and that's that's the bottom line and there it is and that's probably a good place to to finish up with um ben shuri you have been so generous with your time thank you for taking the time to sit down with me congratulations on 10 years of uh, not looking in the rear vision mirror and um, we look forward to seeing where this road takes you. Thanks so much, Cam. 12.29, actually 12.30 here mm. on um, on pre-holiday Sunday. We can sort of put Yes, a... if you're lucky enough to get tomorrow off. Indeed. You might not be. Yeah, you might not. No. Um, and um, Matt Wilkinson's on his way. <laughs> he took Talk- the wrong turn off the west gate. He's in a world of hurt. <laughs> He's in a world of pain at the moment. <laughs> but uh, the good news, we've got Alan Lizette Snaith, who've come in from Jambrook, I think, today, yeah. uh, to have a chat to us. So they'll be holding the fort, and we'll wait for uh, mm. the fireman to uh, to come in. But in the meantime, it's time to go to market. Actually, we're going to pay some mortgage first. We will go to market eventually, yes. but uh, <laughs> but Matt's got stuff to do. Yeah. Because we've got community announcements, and they go something like this. John, good morning. We seem to have a, a little bit more gentle weather today. How's that weather been treating you? Very rough. But today you're not going to pull it off and... Because every time we start talking, the clouds break and the sun comes out. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen today, is it? Thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. We've been roasted and roasted and roasted. And steamed. Uh, steamed and roasted. Uh, it's worse because steam, you know, you're sort of sweaty. And, yeah. and when we got roasted, we're just hot and hot. Mm. Yeah. No good. Yeah, you bring, no up, good. bring on autumn, you reckon? 
Definitely, mate. I, I don't normally mind the heat, but I don't like it when I'm working, obviously. But yeah. I normally am a little bit tolerant of it, but I'm getting very intolerant. So oh, well, we don't want to see that side of you. Come on, yeah. just put that side <laughs> away, John. Uh, but I did see um, something that I, I do want to bring closer because it does sort of show the seasons, which we missed last time we spoke, chestnuts. Yeah, someone was telling me about them. I haven't actually seen them myself. Down the, down the um, corner there was, um, there was a box. See, normally uh, Anzac Day was our marker, but now they've got new uh, varieties and, and uh, like everything else, they're planting them everywhere where they can stick a, a stick in and put a, a seed in it. Yeah. So people try, it works, we all gain. So yeah. we're happy about that. I can't uh, remember. Do you, do you look forward to um, chestnuts? you eat a lot of them? Oh, yeah. In the olden days, when I, I'll tell you, when I was small, yeah. Dad would get some little, beautiful Little chest- John. Yeah. How old are we talking? Uh, even from grade one until I can remember. Wow. Dad would bring some beautiful chestnuts home. I'd get mum to boil them for me. Yeah. And I'd fill up my pockets. And while I'm walking to school, I'd get one out, crack it, suck the, the insides out and chuck the peel. Well, I shouldn't say that in the gutter. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, some of the boys would say, yeah, what are you eating? Yeah. Yeah, and I'd give them a try, and then I'd lose all my chestnuts. So I made sure I ate them before I got to school. Really? So, yeah, that's that's how long I've been eating chestnuts. So but, these chestnuts made you very popular? Yeah. Well, why not? When you've got good food, people are not silly. They learn quick. Yeah, that's No matter how old you are. Yeah. So chestnuts are really nice. They're nice boiled. You can um, uh, bake them or put them in the fire, but if you do that, you've got to crack them. We have, we have a special word for it in Italian, but... What's that? Crastare, which means to um, <laughs> chop it. Oh! Uh, I'm sorry, I can't say it on radio, <laughs> no, we, but I, Cameron's got the gist of it. It's naughty. Yeah, it's naughty, because <laughs> if you don't crack the nut, yeah. they go ba-boom. Your, your nuts will explode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shall yeah. we just leave it at that? We'll leave it at that. So what you do, you put a crack in them, you put them on a, a tray, you put them under the grill, mm. and you'll see they'll start to crackle and burn on the crack, and then they're done. So you pull them out, you open them up, and you eat them hot. Yeah. Or what the oldies do, they pull them out, open them up, put them in the glass, put the red vino and ice on top, they drink the vino, like the peaches, then they eat the chestnuts. Because yeah, the chestnuts do suck up, but once they cook... They do suck up a lot, don't they? Yes. And then, you know, put into a mix into the uh, rear end of a chicken into the oven is beautiful. Oh, okay. That sounds good too. Um, We we put breadcrumbs, cheese, chestnuts, uh, dried sultanas, pecorino. The the um, the pecorino that we put in our pasta, we don't use a parmigiano. No. We use a pecorino. Yes. Uh, plenty of parsley, garlic, salt, pepper. Did I say um, the dried sultanas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yum. And, and it works. And yeah. a, a, even a dry muscatel, which is your favourite, yes. or a fresh muscatel in the yeah. middle of it, and it works. And the chicken crisp up beautiful, and all those flavours inside, and the chestnut gives you that nutty crunch. Wow. It works. Hey, would sage work with that? Yeah. Sage works with chicken. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just wondering, it'd link across with the Not too much, because, you know, no, we no, don't no. like to put too much, yeah, yeah. too many herbs in. Parsley's okay, not overbearing. Yeah. You put too much sage or thyme and stuff like that, you know, you can sort of lose track. And, for and me, sage, anyway. And sage raw can get a bit soapy, too. You've got to watch out for that. Well, you know, sage is good for you. If you brush your teeth with sage, if you rub it on your teeth, mm. it's better than using toothpaste. Why? I don't know. 
I was reading a book a long, long time ago. Yeah. You look it up, it's got medicinal values as well. So sage is a very, very old herb. It doesn't surprise me. Yes. So, so I just thought I'd ask. Time. I just thought I'd go, what? It's Sunday, mate. Take I know. It easy. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is John talking. Take it easy on me. Um, now, you've got a bit of show and tell here. Do you want to do that? Let's do the tomatoes first. Give it a good... Well, considering it's been very, very hot, you know, mm. we've still got these magnificent tomatoes. This is an heirloom. It's rouge de marmalade in Italian. I'm sorry, the, the bench is a little bit covered in yeah, cabbage. Yeah, clean now. up. Here we go. Matt's um, taking a photo here. Matt's taking a photo. Yeah. It's rouge de marmalade. It's, it's come from Adelaide. Yeah. Um, it's an Italian variety of tomatoes, a very, very old variety. The rouge de marmalade was from Bulgaria, so this one's a different one. Bulgaria? You, yes, mate. Did you know that, folks? This, we've been doing this for so long. I don't think you've ever let that slip. Yeah. Rouge de marmalade is from Bulgaria. Uh, Originally, yes. So Bulgaria is famous for something. I well, can't think of anything else that... Can you name me anything else that... And a Bulgarian was... You, you want to be careful because your your grandmother will probably be saying, hey, what you'll say? Because the Russians and the Polish, you know they grow those beautiful pink tomatoes. We don't have them in Australia. Right. But they come. We want tomato like home. And I said, well, I can come close, but not close enough. Yeah, so just, just take it out. easy. Take it, yeah. Your, your, take uh, a tomato chill pill yeah, here, guys. Take it easy. So, yeah. My so, mum worked for a Bulgarian. Yeah. And they're lovely people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that you slice it. Rather than cut it down the middle, you slice it say, lengthways. lengthways from the core. Yeah. You get a very uh, nice effect like a beefsteak tomato. Yeah. Very little seed, a lot of pulp, a lot of juice, a lot of flavour, a lot of aroma. Ooh. More important, we have to please all the senses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This one is a normal uh, Doncaster tomato. Smooth skin. Uh, smooth skin. Oh, look, see, the, because of the stems are so hard, they prick the tomatoes. Yeah. This is a very strong tomato, a little bit higher in acid. I have trouble eating it now after lunch, but I still do because I'm getting old and it burns me in the chest. Then we've got the beautiful... Oh, actually, here's an ugly one. Ugly. So we say they're ugly. What happens is a leaf scratches the tomatoes, so yeah. they're classed as a second, but... They taste just as good as a beautiful one, and sometimes only half price. Looks like it's got an appendix scar from, yeah. like, 1940s. And, and this is a very small Roma, yeah. and I've got some very big Romas in a box, which people have been buying for sauce. Do the Romas have a Roma? They do have a Roma. They have flavour and texture as well, and they make you an exceptional sauce. I had a lady come, I'm going to make some Napoli, put it in the jars. I want a box. I sold the three. Tomato said, take me home. Take me. And, you know, the great thing about aroma is you can just cut that in half. Um, I would love to maybe a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and maybe some smoked paprika, and then just chuck it in the oven. Very nice. Nice for breakfast. Beautiful. And with a little bit of salmon as well beside it. I was thinking bacon. Bacon? Of course we can all be naughty. You know I'm into that sort of stuff. It's very Italian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tomatoes, they're still good. How much longer are they going to be peaking around for? Uh, local stuff, maybe another six, seven weeks. Mm. And then we always swap over to Adelaide and Murray Bridge. So, you know, we've always got good tomatoes. Yep. Because uh, you are in Tomato City, so no, what no, can no, I, I can, say? I can feel the tomato <laughs> magic around me. Um, the other thing that we need to talk about at the moment is, um, well, seasonality, peaking. Well, and this is, this is the ideal thing because I brought you some beautiful gems here. Now, these grapes, have a look, they're a, a little Whoa. sultana. Very, just a little bit bigger than a peel. They are golden brown. There are some that are even dry, like a, a natural sultana that you buy in a packet. Yeah. There's some a little bit greener here. 
these poor buggers were growing underneath the leaves, so they didn't get much sun. Yeah. These are like me, they were greedy, they saw the sun, they soaked it up. Now, I've got to do this because um, we talked about this for ages. Maddie, Maddie's here right now. Matt, here's Hello. one of these sultanas that John mm-hmm. talks about, these like little jewels of sun. It's very, try it. it's very bronze, isn't it? Yeah, now you've had with the other sultana before. Try that, tell me how sweet that is. That's good. Isn't that great? And if you think that was sweet, try a dry one. Look, in the bottom of the box, all the little... These are like you'd buy in your Sunbeam Sultana box. Right, I'll do that. Uh, aren't they lovely? All right, how much are they? Yeah, only four bucks a kilo. <laughs> four bucks right. a kilo, wow. Now, I've brought two other oh, old... Oh, wow. Old, yeah, <laughs> it, it hits you in the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got two other old-style toma- uh, grapes here. Yeah, you know, for some reason, this one that you've got here, these are bigger, these are... A- a green. Green, not Thompson, because they're, they're not. Um, but this always reminds me of, like, a Flemish still life. There's something... Yes, definitely. Something about... And, and the vibrancy, even in, in the um, artwork, but in, yes. in front of you, yeah. they're exceptional. Now, they have a seed. A lot of people shy away from the seed. Mm. I'll give you another trivia. The seeds contain an oil that's anti-cancerous. Yes. So I say to people, eat the seed. Mm. It's good roughage, good flavour. Mm. And if you concentrate on a flavour, you don't worry about the seed. You don't even feel it. Um, wow. Now, these grapes, when they get sunburnt, they have brown flecks on them. And people say, oh, they're rotting. They're not. They're not it's like some of the grapes. Yeah. They are rotting and they make the best wine. Yeah. All right. There's yeah. a fungus that you'd know more about than I do. Okay. And you know it? The noble rot. Oh, the noble. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, uh, Yes, Vitratus So, so we've got a black muscatel as well, yes. uh, very crisp berry. I just had a lady ring me. She said, "We just left Geelong. We're coming just to buy a box of grapes." Really? Because she can't find the best stuff. The black one, Matt. Seeing that you That's are now beautiful. Uh, you are now a grape grader. <laughs> How was that one, Matt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grape, grape go to go. Yes. Was the fresh muscatel better than a muscatel in a bottle? Two minutes. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. We probably need to just move on. So, okay, just so to bring that back. Grapes are great at the moment. Get them because we are starting to see the end of it. And all there are the so many varieties out there. It's not funny. Tomatoes. Hey, it's all cool. Just come and get them. Uh, pick of the market, though, John. Pick of the market, uh, beans, you know, we've been selling a little bit dearer because of the weather. You know, normally in season you get 4 or $5 for good beans. Mm. We've been selling 8 $9, but they are lovely. People have been buying a half kilo, making a, a bean salad, sticking it in the fridge, come home tired, a little bit of ham or a, or a, or a hot steak and a, a few beans, and they're in heaven. Mm. Cauliflowers don't like the heat. They're going off colour a little bit. Yep. But we've got the purple one, La Bastarda, which is lovely to eat. A really crazy thing, we've got artichokes. You took some last time. Oh, they were good. Yeah. You get your iron hit. I did. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. Bananas, dime a dozen. We've still got the last of the fat asparagus that have come out of the field here in Victoria. Mm. Maybe next time we might have Mexican. I don't know. I don't think I'll put them on. Yeah, don't do I'm not happy don't about do that. It, but what do you do? Pumpkin, even though it's been hot, people have been buying pumpkin because it's cheap. Yep. It's beautiful colour. Full of sugar. People have been making pumpkin pies. Fat soluble vitamins. Good yeah. for you. Pumpkin, uh, roast pumpkin. Yep. And even soups. You know, we eat soups during summer. We're not shy. We eat anything anytime. So there you go. Yep. Everything else is still pristine. Even the salad mixes, which don't like to heat, are good. Best fruit. Okay, last thing just to finish up oh, on. The best fruit. Me the best Here we go. Fruit. Ba, 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 ba. There's a proviso. The best fruit to get before it's all gone. That's a hard one, mate, because peaches, I've been... Peaches, nectarines. Oh, pe- yeah, definitely. Get into the peaches and nectarines, because Mum bought me some um, 
uh, nectarines. There's a variety that does look very nice, mm. but the flavour's exceptional. Whoever had them must have left them out of the... Put them, picked them, put them oh, in the fridge and brought yeah, them yeah. out. Yeah. They went soft around the core. Yeah. Disappointing. So get out there, have a look at the fruit, yep. look at the prices, enjoy what's out there. Beautiful. Okay. I can't do better than I'm, that. I'm looking you in the eyes and saying, you rock, John. Thanks, Very buddy. Very good. Enjoy. Bye, mate. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like the Mofagans went on, didn't they? <laughs> they I do can tell by that thump thump. It's like we've just dropped the body. Um, we have lost a body. <laughs> we uh, have. At the moment, we're looking for... If you found a Yorkshireman yeah. who's lost in Moomba traffic, yeah. uh, if you could, you could send him the way, tell him to go up Nicholson Street. And uh, we're just there. No, quite seriously, we've got Matt Wilkinson, who's... Uh, He's near us. Lizette and Alan, how do we put this politely? He's in transit. He's always in transit. He's always in transit. <laughs> he never stands still. <laughs> it's like the transit of Venus. But in this thing, it's a transit of a Yorkshireman. Um, yes, it was going to be a humorous segment where we got you all together, but uh, we might in the end. So we'll we'll see what happened. But um, this all started off with um, with a with a conversation, really, uh, in the fact that um, we were talking about farmer wants a, a knife, and that was a lunch that I did at at Oak Ridge, which was great, but uh, the Snafes, who I have here, of course, from um, Worry Older Beef, is Farmer Wants a Wilco. <laughs> shall, we, shall we discuss? How, how on earth? Why would you want a chef to look after your farm? First of all, it's a, a very, very good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for coming in. Lovely to see you both. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. you did come here from Gembrook, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, right. You're listening Actually, to that, I Matt? I say technically it was Emerald. 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 Actually, yes. we might. Can you just flick that microphone so it's pointing to you? There we go. That's good. So you have uh, you had a bit of a, a catch-up with some friends. Yeah, it was a, Away it was, from the it was farm. A cattle, it was a cattle kids uh, engagement. Someone who's actually worked for us for many years. Yeah. And um, I think we started, well, she started helping us when she was about eight. Oh, really? Eight years old at the, the Sudbeef Handless Camp. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she worked with us, and some people even thought she was one of our daughters. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Great kid. And, yeah, and... Um, and she found a, someone with good prospects? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, got engaged in New York this year. and In New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really good yeah. prospects. Came back and... Bumbo, there's all these cattle people there. So there's a few foggy heads this morning. And I, the finger food didn't go far enough, I don't think. <laughs> I'll tell you, but, but this, this came up in the fact that um, there's... Uh, okay, so you've had a small trip away, but you're thinking of going to Scotland um, fairly soon. And um, a, the, a conversation ensued, shall we say, while uh, Matt Wilkinson, a chef of Pope, Pope Joan, uh, lost in transit... Uh, chef about town, and uh, yeah. So what happened? He... Oh, well, Wilco, Wilco pops in at the farm from time to time. You know, like he's a he's a wannabe farmer. Yeah, and, uh, and but he always he always comes when he always <laughs> he always comes when things are easy. You know, like yeah. he sees he sees me sitting around. He goes, "Oh shit, this is See, a this good is job. Right. I get one of those. I can whittle a stick." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one day one day he was up, and we were talking about uh, we we got the the. Galloway, World Galloway Conference is on in August in Gretna Green. Yeah, and of course this is the uh, the breed of cattle that you've been breeding for about thirty years. Yeah, um, yeah thirty five. Getting yeah. thirty five, getting yeah. the uh, 
the the hybrid vigor into the into no, the herd. No, we don't do that. Okay, that's no, wrong. That's a no, no, no. See, I just pulled that out of <laughs> see, my bloody. You, you haven't done your research. Bang! Shut down. <laughs> so why is hi- a hybrid vigor is when you bring in um, ge- genetics from other yeah. stuff? Now you've been concentrating it, so on we're purebred. We're purebred. Yeah. Okay, keep all the, the old uh, heirloom qualities. <laughs> so what do we reckon? Call that nine yeah. out of ten on the whoop scale. Yeah, you eight, got that. Uh, eight and a half. Yeah, all right. Exactly. All right. So you can come and do your course after the wool Thank you. Thank you. But I guess I was just trying to position. You guys, um, great genetics, um, great, uh, great, great breed that you've been developing for that time, and this is the thing that uh, Matt's been kind of interested in. Has been a big fan oh, and yeah. follower of yours, yeah. quite seriously. Yeah, well, he's, trans- he's, he's transverse. He's gone from vegetables to animals. Nice. Yeah, I mean, he likes yeah. heirloom stuff in his vegetables. Very good and all that. A and beautiful, actually, and a great book. Uh, Mr. Wilkinson's Vegetables, a great, yeah. great cookbook. Really, yeah. really is. So, yeah, yeah but has uh, moved into the paddock. Well, he's, a, he's from always the market been, garden. Yeah, he's one of those. He's one of our. He started off as a client, and sort of now he's best friend. And uh, mm. he's one of those guys that wants to connect the proper way. And you can tell people all day what you do, but until they actually do it, they don't realise. The, the little intricacies that happen. And sitting down around the, I think it was morning tea table, one day he just popped in. Yeah. And we said, look, we've got to go in August to this thing. We yeah. Were, we're really Scotland. excited about it. Yeah, yep. I've got a kilt and everything. Talk to I'm you. ready to roll. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is the Snaife clan colours? <laughs> you laugh at this. I'm from Yorkshire. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is Snaith is actually a town it's in a town. West Yorkshire. Really? It's actually yeah. there. We went yeah. there a the couple of years of ago. Wow. Yeah, there's a, there's a Snaith old people's home. Really? Yeah. It's a Snaith lockup. Snaith lockup. Snaith brewery. That's if you've drunk too much at the Snaith brewery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I thought, I was there. How it came about, Lizette and I were having major, major birthday events in our life. And we said, yeah. well, where do we want to spend these zero birthdays? Yeah. I won't, I won't for, for Lizette's sake, I won't say what. No, I don't. She, I she, could, she said she, France. She's got a knife. Yes. She said France because she's a girl and she loves French food. And, yeah, what did and you I, say? Well, you I said, said you an imaginative man. Said, I want to go to Snaith. Yorkshire. Yeah. No, take me to the town of Snaith. Take me, yeah. to, <laughs> take me to the town of Snaith. <laughs> yeah. That's quite poetic. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're, rock, we're rocking What was your answer there, Lizette? What? There he is. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, so let's get this out because he's going to come running in and he's going to be all... Well, I, I sort of expected to go into this town named Snaith and meet yeah. people called Snaith. And, yes. And we spent a whole morning going around the churchyard and didn't find one headstone with the name Snaith on it. Really? Yeah. And that, that, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So then when we went to the to the it's Shire really- Hall... Yeah. We'll go. We'll good go. to see you. He's in. <laughs> Maybe we'll... Oh, uh, Matt, you're going to get him a chair? Oh, he sounds good. Ooh-wee. Oh, <laughs> Mate, what have you been doing? Unbelievable. Um, we'll finish off this story. This We were talking about... Um, we are talking about Yorkshire, funnily enough, Matty, and uh, Snaifes. I'll be listening on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Wannabe farmer. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Jeez, you, uh, yeah. you're pretty... Uh, how are you going, Smokes? I've been practising for the uh, SADA in, um, in a few months, early in a month. Hey, lovely to see you, Matt. Thanks for making it in and, oh, yeah. um, and getting getting here in time. Um, you've been at a Melbourne Food and Wine Festival event. You've been uh, sitting around the campfire with a... Hey, stop. Could you take your hand off there? Sorry. There we go. Uh, no, I'm talking about, and we're talking about... Sorry. Theatre of the mind. We are talking microphones, just so you know. That we, 
<laughs> he didn't have his hand on my knee, so it's all right. Uh, but you've been uh, playing banjo with uh, Max Allen, is that right? Max plays really well. He plays really well, but no one knows how to sing or knows any words. So it was actually it was a long night. Oh really? <laughs> About four thirty, really? and then until so someone worked out, we could do Kazan. <laughs> Can anyone do Kazan on the banjo? But it was amazing. So what'd you do? Um, uh, we've only got what we've got six or seven minutes. We still have to talk about the asado oh, too. Li- yep. Literally, I um, cooked in a bathtub, so an old cast iron bathtub you that was enamelled in a bathtub, and I then made like a little oven around it and hung a. back legs of lamb asada style. And I put them on at eleven thirty, and they came off at. Eight. Um, it was wow. pretty sensational. I must admit, I cooked very well. I cooked very good well. Good job. Got a bathtub, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> shall we maybe just to, to make Matt feel welcome and, and good and just to massage his ego, let's give him a round of applause. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Very good. Good on you, mate. I absolutely stink as well, by the way. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We know that. More than usual. <laughs> That's the, uh, okay, Yost Baker swear jar. Here we go. I'm putting one in for right now. You're no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but uh, so, you had a good, so you had a good time. Where were you, anyway? Um, uh, property in Inverley. Um, Where's Inverley again? It's about 20 minutes out of Geelong. Yeah. Um, good farming country? Yeah, it's got nice river flats around Inverley. Oh, yeah, so the, the Barlow and the Lee River yeah. meet together. It floods yeah. every now and then. So I was at um, Darren Aiken's Vortex Veggies Farm, which is uh, a Dimitar Biodynamic Farm. Yes. Um, so it was a Dimitar Biodynamic with me and myself and Max Allen, and it was um, an all-day event. Can you see the difference between biodynamic farms and normal farms? Is there? Because um, um, Max I'm talks about s- this with the vineyards. And uh, you can see there's a different feeling. I'm going to say one thing: people that care for their soil and care for their animals and what they're how they're farming and have little inputs, mm. um, the flavour is definitely. It's more there. apparent it's there. So anyway, you, you're up there and um, Max was there to be your your foil yep. and be part of it, just a your partner with this sort of thing. It was yeah, 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 it was great. So it was just an event for like one of these things that we do, like the crazy Asada we're doing, uh, was it the 17th of April? 17th of um, April, Sunday, Sunday coming April, up. Which was like a thing that Alan... The best thing about these events is you lead up to them and then customers arrive, and you're like, oh, this is kind of like our little thing. We were having yeah, what are you having? Like, oh, it's like, who it's are not, you? Which is not a great thing to say, but it was like, yesterday, I'm like, I'm having so much fun, like, just, oh. Oh, these strangers. <laughs> anyway, but, um. Did you get along well in the end? Yeah, awesome. Of course like, it's, it's very hard, like, so, yeah. this is the third asada we're doing. Yeah. What's and a, what is an asada? This, this word keeps cropping up. Does it, it have just a meaning? Argentinian for barbecue. Yeah, yeah right. But it's much. a specific style, style. of, ah, of, see, Lizette, of no, cooking, yeah. yeah. Come on. Give. I don't know lots about it, but it, it's about doing whole animals over coals. Whoa. But away from it. So yeah, it's not direct, not actually, yeah. indirect heat, away for a long time. So yeah. it's Alan's thing. I'm, I just do the salads and come up and help him drink <laughs> drink beer. And like the, se- the first one, first one we did, overnight. we did not go to bed. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we were worried that, you know, oh, the guests arrived. Is it going to be cooked? And it's been on for 24 hours. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's a beer an hour. You know, it's quite <laughs> all right. <laughs> a beer and, that, an and that's just Alan. Oh, yeah. yes. um, but... Um, it's an amazing thing where it's about um, these guys 
the, the their beef, the belted Galloway beef is, and their aging that they do, which is another reason we should get them on to talk about you know dry aging. Anyway, um, don't we? I tried to take a hybrid figure, but then I got yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I was like, it was more of a ten and a half out of ten. Big mess up. Says he, you know, correcting me by tweets when. Anyway, anyway, the Asado is going to be on on the seventeenth at the at the farm. It's not that far away. It's about well, depending on the traffic. Seventeenth or the farm? No, the the seventeenth isn't that far away. The farm isn't that far away because I think it'll take you well less than an hour to drive up there, up the Hume Highway. Yeah, up the fume. I've been told not to mention the train, but there is there is a. Reasonable train service up there, but and, oh, okay. and one of the one of the local CFA guys wanted a job, and I said, right, you're picking up from the train, lad. Oh, yeah, Lou, yeah, Lou, if you're listening, in. yeah, that's your it'll main role. It'll be, it was half a cow, basically. Yeah. Um, how much? It's about three years old. No, no, how much do it cost? <laughs> to go there? I don't know. Combien? It's ninety five dollars for adults. Includes yeah. a couple of drinks. Three. Do people sl- stay oh, over? What's happening? No. no, they can all go. You can. Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to go home, and you can't okay. stay don't, here. I, that's the one I've just done. Don't do it. No. <laughs> like, we're, not, we're not doing it. If I've just touched over twenty people. Not, don't do it. not planned, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we but, actually do have some tickets for you to give away, Cam. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. yeah. We have two adult passes or a family pass, Matt, depending Matt on the requirements. That. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. So uh, <laughs> that's happening on the seventeenth. Uh, we need two subscribers. There's one double pass? Uh, yes. Yes, one double pass. Just quantifying that. You got that, Matt? Yeah, Matt's going thumbs up. Um, and uh, if you give us a ring on 93881027, we need to get a question. Can we pose a question for our oh, people? Because we question. are. Um, what type of breed is do Alan and Lizette Snaith from Warrelda breed? Color, and what yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a tricky one. That's good. Yeah. Very good. That's good. Um, we um, well, we've got to, well, we've really run out of time, unfortunately. But uh, it is on. We have to say a big congratulations uh, to you both. Um, I was actually asked to. to uh, apparently, you were supposed to provide a pavlova for <laughs> Matt uh, every Tuesday. Is that right. uh, still the case? Yes. Uh, well, you know that's a work in progress. But Mr. Wilkinson does like my pav, so uh, I might have to. What do you put on top? And what, what what's on top of your pav? Passion fruit. Oh yes. And cream. No kiwi fruit. No. No way. And no banana. No. no. And no peppermint crisp. Oh, please. <laughs> Sometimes mixed berries. I get, I, it, right. I get it every Tuesday. I go up. That's We're why so, we are so you hope. 10.30 we always get smoko and we always get lunch at one and there's always a pub. Well, it's amazing. If you want to come up to the Asado on the 17th of April, what I suggest you do is look up the Warrialdo website. Um, stay on the phone. We're going to pick up one line for those that are ringing. We have a question. Uh, who's coming up next, Matty? Oh, you have no mic. Matt has no words. <laughs> I have words. Uh, word nerds. Isn't that good? That's a good segue. Uh, with Laura Imbruglia is uh, is coming up next. Imbruglia. Is that good? Get the, the Wilkinson tick? Yep. Yeah. He's got jerky in his mouth, so he's happy. It's good. It's good. He's, wow, he's quiet. Um Alan Lizette, will you come back and talk about your beef and dry aging at some stage? Because we need to uh, talk more about this and find out how the apprentice is going. Yeah, no, come back anytime. So long as he sits at the other side of the room, it'll be all right. Yeah, good. <laughs> or just has a shower. And also, shower. yes, Matt. I know. All I will ask Matt to do next time when he comes in is wash. <laughs> this is great. He doesn't speak. Thank you very, very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned to the radio because there's so 
much going on. See you soon. Bye. You have been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.